Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, welcome to another episode of What's New in History. We have a special guest today. And... Um, the story goes, in the far reaches of Indonesia is Flores. It's a long, narrow island of high mountains, precipitous cliffs, and deep ravines. And while doing field work on this island, our guest today, anthropologist Gregory Forth, came across people talking about a half-ape-like, half-human-like creature that once lived in a cave on the slopes of a nearby volcano. So over the years, he continued to record what locals had to say about these mystery hominoids while searching for ways to explain them as imaginary symbols of the wild or other cultural representations. In his latest book, Between Ape and Human, an anthropologist on the trail of a hidden hominoid, you can follow him as he explores the mystery of this hominoid and the space they occupy in Leo cultures as both natural creatures and supernatural beings. The book is, I've read the book, and it's filled with adventure, an exploration of Leo culture and language, and an examination of the island's zoology and natural history. It's super interesting. But while it's especially of interest to fans of history, in 2003, uh, several skeletons of small statured early human species were found in a cave in western Flores. And this is the famed Homo floresiensis, which I always have a hard time pronouncing, also called the Hobbit people. And this ancient hominin was believed to have lived as recently as 12,000 years ago, and maybe even overlapping with the appearance of Homo sapiens on the island. And in view of this timing and the striking resemblance to these mystery creatures described by the islanders, Dr. Forth began to think about the creatures as possibly reflecting a real species now extinct but retained in the cultural memory. So, And then investigating reports from the region of the island, he soon found that the locals described these ape men as still living, and dozens even claimed to have seen them. So about our author and our guest today, Gregory Fort, received his doctorate at Oxford and was a professor of anthropology at the University of Alberta for more than three decades. 
and he's a fellow of the Royal Society of Canada and is the author of more than 100 scholarly papers and several academic books. But this is his first book for a general audience. So welcome, Gregory Forth. Thanks for being with us today. Well, many thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. And actually, a couple weeks, when it came out a couple weeks ago, we found a story, I think it was, I forget what it was in, and we, we briefly covered it. We just mentioned that there was an article, you know, in the news, I mean, it was Forbes or something, about, you know, that, about your book. So we talked about it to our listeners a little bit, and basically just covered the article, and I said, I'm going to see if I could contact the author, and if he'll do an interview with us. So we're honored, and our fans are waiting, you know, to hear about what's going on with these with the with Flores Island and possibly an ancient hominoid still there. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I just ask. I uh, the Forbes articles. Was that recent? I, I'm not sure if it was Forbes, but it was quite recent. I can find. Oh, out. Okay. No, I know Forbes had a review of the book uh, all about a year ago when uh, the, the hardcover first came out. It may have been. Um, sometimes the articles I get are copies from the other one so it, it could it was mm -hmm. definitely within a year but it was it was relatively recent i think it was most of it was the first chapter i believe was in the oh no i know what it was on it was in sapiens that's where i saw it sapiens oh, sapiens okay. you know the, mm -hmm. the, um, the you know sapiens the the i can never pronounce his name Nora harari and they have like a website with art with interesting things like that oh sapiens yeah yeah no indeed that's correct yeah yeah so tell us something, I mean, just like I'm a very inquisitive type of person, and I'm sure our fans are too, I'm just like, I wouldn't even know where to start. I would just say, you know, just like, tell us about your work and give us a little, start off somewhere where this, where we found these eight men, yeah. as you call them. Yeah, sure. Well, I might, I might begin by saying I am a, a professional anthropologist, but I, I'm now uh, retired, I have been since the end of uh, 2019, just before the uh Pandemic, which was another piece of yeah. great piece of timing. Yeah, good timing. Um, yeah, but I I, um, I began my anthropological research way back in the 1970s, uh, very much younger than now, of course. When I uh, very young in general, I, I should say, when I um, I, I began a, a doctoral fieldwork on, on the island of, of Flores. Uh, uh, sorry, the island of Sumba. Uh, which is also in uh, also in, in the eastern part of, of Indonesia. Um, about ten years after that, in, in the uh, early to mid uh, 1980s, I began a, a new uh, uh, piece of research on Flores Island, just to the north of uh, of Sumba. And I, while I was there on Flores in the early days of my Flores researches, I, I began uh, hearing uh, stories about. Um, Beings uh, that uh, were human-like, but uh, people said they're not fully human. They, they were smaller than uh, modern humans, including uh, um, local humans on Flores who are much uh, much shorter than uh, typically than, than uh, North Americans. Yeah. Uh, for example, um, that was in a place called Nage, which is right in the center of. Of Flores, and it's the region of Flores Island that I've actually uh, written uh, most about. Whereas, as the present uh, book 
between ape and human uh, is focused on on the Leo people who, who live a bit further to uh, to the east. Anyway, when I started work among Nagi, I, I was particularly interested in a, um, a, a legend or, or myth uh, which concerned a group of these small human-like beings uh, that were said to have lived on on the higher slopes of uh, a nearby uh, volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, to have interacted with, with, with local humans largely in negative ways by you know stealing their crops and so on um, so that eventually uh, people, the members of a, a, a particular group, uh, inhabitants of a particular village in Nage uh, got together and decided to to, to exterminate these uh, yes. these little uh, hominoids. Yeah, I did hear that uh, story once on a podcast years ago. It's that was the first thing that piqued my interest on the story. Ah. Uh, well, there you are. I mean, I have written on this, yeah, previously before I, I, I got onto the, the present book, the present case. I, I found it fascinating because it was uh, people there in Nage. Nage people were insisting that, you know, th- this wasn't uh, this wasn't a, a folk tale or, or a fairy story like others we've told you. That this is this is something that actually happened, and indeed. The uh, uh, the beings themselves, the hominoids, were, were uh, described in a, a largely you know naturalistic yeah. uh, a kind of uh, kind of way. After I was well into my Nage research, I, I, I extended the, the this project over oh, quite a number of years. So I, I was still uh, uh, visiting Nage in the late late 1990s into the uh, 2000s. Um, but I extended this research into a, a region called uh, um, uh, Leo. As I said, and it was there that uh, in Leo that I um, I encountered uh, um, a story very similar, actually, to the legend of, of the Nage uh, hominoids about uh, creatures that were uh, killed in a, a cave, basically. I, I should say that most of my research on Flores as an anthropologist ha- hasn't been concerned with this particular uh, topic. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's been taken up with all kinds of things to do with local uh, society, culture, and, and language, uh, including, indeed, the indigenous uh, religion, uh, the language, as I said, you know, text, stories, um, local oral histories, all, all this uh, kind of thing. But uh, more than that, uh, local uh, folk zoologies, it's sometimes called, which is a local knowledge of animal species with which people share their uh, environment and indeed you know deal with in uh, uh, various ways uh, on the hunt as food and, uh, and all the rest so I, I my interest in in hominoids has always been located in the context of uh, a general uh, okay. knowledge of, of the uh, culture and, and, and language of uh, of the people uh, concerned and I, I think the book you know the book shows that as one of the the respects in which I dare say it's uh, you know, it's quite original. Anyway, I moved into Leo and, and found people, uh, uh, Leo people, talking about a being they called Laihoa, um, which was generally similar to, to the Nage hominoids, uh, but with some differences. For, for one thing, it was generally described as, as uh, a smaller, smaller bodied. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about a creature that would be standing uh, around, uh, you know, according to local descriptions, around a meter or a yard tall. Um, yeah. 
that. Like a little kid. Yeah, that, that's right. Like, like, a, like a small child. In fact, they, they, they use that comparison themselves. Completely cultureless in the, in the sense that, yeah, well, <laughs> these things don't, don't wear clothes, uh, or have yeah. other, uh, um, technology, um, uh, somewhat hairy bodied, uh, although yeah. how hairy that varies from, uh, Case to case, description to description, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, looking like humans, except uh, uh, particularly in, in regard to the face, they they, uh, they look somewhat uh, more uh, like like monkeys. I should say, by mm. the way, that uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the distinction between uh, apes and, and, and monkeys. There's a definite zoological difference. Um, that there are no apes in eastern Indonesia. Uh, but there are uh, monkeys. There's there's one uh, one species of monkey which was uh, imported to the island actually uh, by all indications uh, several thousands of uh, of um, years ago. But uh, no ape does the job uh, much better than uh, monkey for for reasons that become uh, clear in uh, the yeah. book. Also, the Indonesian language, uh, which. Uh, um, my hosts uh, also speak, besides their own local languages, the Indonesian language doesn't distinguish uh, between apes and monkeys, just as uh, not so very long ago, English didn't, uh, right. didn't distinguish uh, either. Uh, no, this is a, a modern uh, zoological uh, development. Um, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Anyway, yeah, so that that's what the Laihoa looked like. I mean, another distinction from uh, difference from the uh, the Nage hominoids um, called Abu Gogo, by the way. Yeah, uh, no, Abu Gogo, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. was that uh, the, um, the the Laihoa are said still to be alive? Um, so, yeah, because they said that they killed all the Nabugogo in that cave fire. That that's yeah. Um, 
Right. That, 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 that's, that's right. And, and, uh, but, but, uh, Leo, uh, yeah, some Leo suggest, well, they may have become extinct, uh, fairly recently with, you know, reduction of forests and, and, and these kinds of, uh, unfortunate modern uh, developments. But, but to all intents and purposes, they are things that, uh, have been around, uh, in, you know, the, uh, within the lifetime of, uh, of most, um, older adults. Uh, right. in Leo country and um, yeah so so uh, that that's uh, that was an important uh, difference and, and it was because of that that, that uh, it was only among Leo that I could get uh, descriptions of, of uh, um, uh, specimens that uh, pe- people so claim you to talk see. to Nagui yeah. people but they don't say say they see them anymore or you don't talk to them as much anymore or during those your studies well yeah I mean I should also say that uh, um, everybody uh, who who knows anything about uh, um, about the, the Laihoa says that they are, are rare and that you know right very few people have seen them and, and you know this this uh, this fits with the, the statistics I uh, you use the example in the book of like a wolverine. Like we know there's such a thing as a wolverine, but the chances of us ever seeing one or people even live in wolverine country is very, very rare. But you know that it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, where I am at uh, the present in in Edmonton in in Canada, um, we're, we're within their territory, but um, oh. oh, they are they are uh, they are rare. But um, have you ever seen one of them? I haven't. I've seen stuffed ones. I've seen them on film, of course. Um, Right. uh, No, never seen one in the wild. Nor would I particularly want to, because they're very dangerous animals, (laughs) very vicious. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, the stories are so different that the people tell. Mm. It's like it's like you're not a Bigfoot hunter; you're an anthropologist. And then these stories just kept, you know, you kept hearing them, and they just become so interesting. And then, Mm. in in twenty two thousand three, when they found Homo florence. I can never pronounce it properly. I mean, that was just had to be amazing to you. Well, it was. I mean, it it, uh, it was. What do they say these days? Jaw dropping, gobsmacking, that, that, that sort yeah. of thing. I, I um, yeah. I, I, I mean, one thing that was very important uh, and which uh, you know contributed to my uh, amazement was that I, I'd already heard about the Laihoa uh, right. before the. Um, that the find of uh, Homo floresiensis was uh, was made public, which was a year after the uh, um, the discovery uh, of the remains. Uh, but but the the uh, that discovery also came after I I'd heard about uh, Laihoa and and of course the before them the uh, the Nage. Uh, uh, hominoids. So it, it was clear from that, and this was one of the the factors that encouraged me to, you know, to to to, to write the book. Um, was that um, you know it, it wasn't possible, not possible for a number of reasons, and not probable for a number of reasons, but it wasn't possible that um, the descriptions uh, of Laihoa, for example, had come from people somehow getting uh, copies of, of the journal Nature or, or right. you know, uh, news stories that that had spun off from uh, uh, from that. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, looking at uh, well the, the details of, of the uh, paleontological. Uh, uh, um, articles and um, also that the visual reconstructions uh, of Homo floresiensis, the, the similarity was uh, was quite amazing. Uh, I mean, we can't possibly know how hairy um, 
Right. Almost resistance was, but but the overall appearance and, and especially the size, you know, it, it, it fitted uh, very very well. Um, uh, I, I should perhaps say, with regard to the size, for example, that uh, different reports give give different sizes. So we're not talking about some kind of a stereotype here, right. you know, it, 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 which again is is uh, is uh, um, consistent with you know different people see, seeing well different things, different individuals, but. But members of the same species, as it were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you saw a guy from Sweden versus a person from Flores Island, they would look a lot different. They would. You would still recognize them as human, though. I, I think true. there's That's some interesting true. questions that, uh, um, you know, arise uh, arise uh, from uh, from that. The, the, the Leo, though, are, are quite certain that uh, no matter how human-like were uh, or are the the uh, uh, Laihoa? They are not. Uh, they are not humans like us, as they yeah. say. Um, that there's something a bit different, indeed something uncanny about yeah. their, their uh, uh, appearance. Yeah, like from reading the book, you could tell. Like you know, we learn about how possibly or definitely we know that we have Neanderthal, right? We have Neanderthal DNA in our Homo sapiens genes mm-hmm. and so we know that the homo sapiens and neanderthals at some point made it and back in history but it doesn't seem like anybody would want to mate with these people or these <laughs> well, creatures or whatever I, I, yeah it's an interesting uh, question um uh, one can be surprised i think uh, at uh, the the, uh, the sort of matings that that can take place i'm not sure uh well, you know, according to modern tastes, uh, Neanderthals. Yeah, it could be really lonely, maybe. Either, but it, <laughs> it's, uh, it certainly happened. Uh, but um, no, I mean, there is uh, connected with that, closely connected with that, that there is a whole question. Uh, and this is a paleontological question about uh, Homo floresiensis, and, and that is how uh, uh, how closely related, indeed, floresiensis is to um, Homo Homo sapiens, yeah. or, or even uh, Neanderthalensis, which are, uh, you know, more, certainly more closely related to right. to us than than uh, whether Homo floresiensis. There, there is also a question, and it's not just a terminological quibble, but but, but a, an important question of why we should classify these uh, these beings uh, in the genus uh, Homo. Right, I was thinking the same thing myself, and I think you cover that in the book. And I do. All while I was while I was reading it, I thought that. And now I just had a thought, though. I wonder if maybe fifty thousand years ago or twelve thousand years ago, when they sort of had more of the Rome of the island without other humans living there, and there was more of them. Maybe they had more of a of a culture, and maybe I'm not saying that they had cities, of course, and everything, but maybe they still didn't wear clothes. But if these are the same people, and they're still around, and there's so few of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've sort of culturally, you know, went backwards. Evolved or uh, Evolved degenerated. Is the word, yeah. um, well, I, I mean, I, I say first of all that, uh, um, you know, 15,000 years ago, uh, or, or 10,000 years ago for that matter, nobody nobody had, uh, had cities, you know. Uh, um, uh, Fifteen thousand years ago, we were all hunter gatherers or food uh, right. food collectors. But uh, w- with the Homo floresiensis, we're talking about uh, a hominin that ha- had a brain about the size of uh, of, of a chimpanzee's. Yeah. In other words, it was about, about a third the size of uh, a modern human. Uh, 
modern human brain. Um, we, we don't, there's no definite evidence for either fire or, or, uh, yeah, or, or stone cool. tools. You know, there's a, which again, um, very different from uh, um, Homo uh, uh, Neanderthalensis, Neanderthal man. Neanderthal man, I should say, uh, for uh, for a start, a different also from uh, you know Homo erectus, which, which um, it goes way back, nearly, nearly right. two million years ago. So it, it really is. I mean, the, the uh, Homo floresiensis, uh, although <laughs> the majority of, of specialists are quite sure that it's it's real, uh, a re, really a new species and as physically primitive as it appears to, to be yeah. um, it, it's still described as uh, as an enigma because it was just um, you know it wasn't just me that was shocked with my <laughs> my, my field materials about uh, Laihoa and Abugogo and the, the other Flores uh, hominoids um, but uh, everyone was amazed at uh, at Homo uh, floresiensis because it just, especially the, the date initially given uh, given for it. I might say something about the dates uh, and that you mentioned a figure of twelve or fifteen thousand years ago. That that was uh, initially the most uh, recent date. The um, the site, the discovery site, has been. Uh, Re-examined at an older set of dates, mm-hmm. fifty or sixty thousand years previously has uh, has been produced for um, the, the time when those specimens um, at the discovery de- yeah. the site uh, uh, you know died. But but uh, the, the remains of this species have only been found at a single site. Whereas yeah. you know we can be sure that the the, the, the hobbits, as they're sometimes called, didn't could possibly have lived just at a single uh, of course a single right. site. Yeah. Um, so so you know when it when it, it it died out, or I suppose I should say now, if it really did die out, uh, yeah. uh, you know it, it remains um, it remains an open question. Um, since the discovery of Floresiensis, uh, um, paleoanthropologists uh, have gone back to Flores uh, looking for its ancestors. Um, and, and they found uh, remains of another small, even smaller apparently, uh, hominin um, in another part of the island um, that dates to around... Uh, uh, Seven hundred thousand. Uh, Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, so so very old indeed. Now they can't say that that is the ancestor, but uh, you know, from what evidence they have, it appears similar, which would mean that that the Floresiensis lineage goes goes way back, and and uh, yeah. evidence uh, for. Uh, uh, stone uh, stone tools, or what may be stone tools, to suggest that uh, you know there've been hominins of some sort on Flores Island um, uh, before uh, one million years ago, which which is all uh, just a couple of decades ago. None of this would have been uh, maybe a bit more than a couple of decades ago, but not long ago anyway. This would have been uh, considered just you know the, the stuff of uh, fantasy. So I mean, one mm-hmm. of the uh, Suggestions I make in the book is uh, it's just a question, really. Is uh, you know if um, if if uh, Homo floresiensis or its ancestors could uh, survive on the island for what a million years, well, from yeah. around a million years ago to you know much more recently, then then why not you know right. in the last century or even. Uh, 
uh, even the last decade or even, you know, uh, last week. <laughs> and I think modern humans, like real modern, like us today, we don't re- like you will see an island like Flores and we'll see it on a map. And we know that we've, you know, we see wolverines and we see white tigers and we find everything. So we figure, well, they must, you know, if they were there, we would see them. But I don't think, you know, as maybe Westerners and we don't realize how remote something like that really is. You know, it's not like a little field behind your house. This is a very remote. And if you're not really looking, you may, you won't find it, right? Well, that's right. And um, well, two points there. I mean, one is that there are new species uh uh, not as dramatic as a new hominid, a living hominid, <laughs> or hominid okay. indeed, but but new species nevertheless are, are being uh, discovered and documented all the time. And another, the other point uh, connected with that is that um, uh, new species are, are often, um, usually I should say, discovered not because somebody is is specifically gone out to, to look for that thing or a team has yeah. gone in search of it. But, but you know, uh, uh, something incidental to uh, another piece of research, or to use ordinary language, uh, you know, but by, by accident, uh, people just yeah. you know, have, have stumbled uh, across it. And in that respect, of course, I, I do something I do briefly deal with in the book, uh, species that were thought to be um, extinct uh, years ago, thought to, uh, they should have been extinct years ago have uh, been you know discovered and uh, discovered alive and and uh, reasonably well including two in southeast asia and one in indonesia the the coelacanth uh, a large uh, uh, marine fish okay oh yeah i think i've heard about it. yes i did they're supposed to be extinct and they've somebody caught one yeah well in fact they've discovered two separate species of them uh, during uh what, the last hundred years or so I mean, there is one part in your book I just saw before we started talking, because I, I was getting towards the end, and I'll quote a little bit. You, it said something like, here it goes, the idea goes back as far as French naturalist George Cuvier, A, probably, and his assertion published in 1812 that there is little hope of discovering new species of large quadrupeds, because large animals should have more difficulty staying hidden than smaller ones, mm-hmm. which seemed reasonable, but since he made that numbers of large primate animals have been found like gorillas and yeah i mean then they before that you mentioned they thought pygmies were just a you know a story that wasn't a real thing and then we found no pygmies are real mm-hmm. so hey we we really don't know right i mean like you said it's a very remote not anybody's looking for them no um that, that that's quite right there are a number of institutional reasons why people don't simply go out uh, looking for something that might might exist uh, something i go into uh in yeah. the last chapter of the book. I mean, this is right. You don't want to be yeah. as a Bigfoot hunter or something like that, which is why, even like when I said to you, I said, Well, if you like to go on our show, we're not like aliens built the pyramids people here. Mm-hmm. We're doing real, you know, like you're doing real research and we like to do real history and we're not just asking questions like some of these people. Mm-hmm. I guess that could be kind of a, like, that could be kind of a down, a bad thing, I guess, if some, you know, those Bigfoot hunters like sort of catch on to this. But it, boy, you really would like somebody to, I mean, could you imagine if we find a, tribe or something of like ancient pos- i mean if that what do you i mean what would that be like do you think could you imagine well a, a, a group of, of what exactly something like if we found like if we found like actual we found a couple of these what would you call them laho how do you pronounce Alaiho, yeah <laughs> yeah oh, like well. imagine if we found a family of them yeah. and we like and we you know sort of they were walking around like 
it's funny how you say how they walk like clowns because they have big feet, so they have to lift their legs. Well, that's how you know, Homer Frisiensis uh, walked, uh, yeah. apparently. And, and uh, yeah, something interested me particularly is that certain descriptions of uh, Lai Ho suggest uh, that they uh, may well have walked the same way as, as yeah. uh, you know, the, the paleos have uh, inferred. So uh, quite, uh, quite remarkable. But if we actually found a group of these... Uh, uh, of these hominins, or, or or even a single specimen, dead or alive, it would be, uh, yeah, it would be um, earth-shattering news. I, I, um, <laughs> I sometimes, well, I don't think about this a lot, but I, it has. Uh, the question has occurred to me: what, uh, you know, wh- whether uh, I would get any <laughs> any acknowledgement in, in that. I think project. you would. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, but well, once you Google it, you'll find you a lot of stories about you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, that, that that that's right. But no, that, the, the point being that whoever, well, more specifically, whatever scientist. Uh, was able to um, observe, to 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 inspect the right. specimen, and uh, and decided what it was, or you know, offered uh, an interpretation or, or an hypothesis. That that would be the person who who would get uh, the most. I would have thought the most the most media um, attention. Though, um, yeah, I, I might. I think they'd be calling you for interviews on CNN too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You would be on the BBC and CNN and all everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's funny that there's not any, you know, maybe even after your book, maybe some people would look for it. It would just seem like mm. you would make a name for yourself if you were to find a, a family of these in a cave somewhere. Oh, indeed. Yeah. You know, I think, but there's nobody really looking for them as far as like, besides you, you know, as far as your work, what you've done, there's nobody out there like going into those caves and seeing what's in there and. Well, not 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 so far as I know. I um, a few things to say about that. I mean, first of all, I, I point out that I, um, you know, the nature of, of my research ha- has been uh, dealing with, with with people who yeah. uh, who, who know about uh, the hominoids and, and including some who say they've they've seen one. So I um, I, I don't have. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a field zoologist or primatologist, so right. I, I was restricted in, in that respect uh, too. But uh, also, I must confess that, um, yeah, no, I really got into this topic in, in earnest uh, all back in the um, back in in the 2000s to uh, 2005 and there beyond, uh, by which time I, I was, you know, <laughs> getting on in, in, in years. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, as it is now, I, you know, for health reasons, uh, I'm not able to contemplate. Yeah, be climbing in those hot mountains. And yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, to do that, you would need somebody who's uh, fairly young and, and, uh, and of course, pretty pretty fit and, and knowledgeable about uh, how, to, how to deal with the, uh, right. the terrain and, and all this. Uh, <laughs> I just this had stuff. a funny thought. Maybe when they do do find and they make a movie, though, The Rock will play you, right? He'll be, you know, The Rock. What's his name? He was in Jumanji and all those, and he's, you know, he's the big strong wrestler guy. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> The Rock. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. He'll, oh, he'll play you in the movie. Oh, while you oh, go. I know. <laughs> I know who you refer to. Yeah. Um, 
well, if somebody wanted to make uh, such a film, they could. Um, but uh, I'm not sure I would necessarily <laughs> endorse it. But um, getting on, yeah, no, I, I linking with what we were saying before about institutional uh, um, barriers, if you will, to uh, um, you know deliberately going in, in, in search of, uh, of new species. Yeah, I mean, people who were qualified field zoologists or mm-hmm. primatologists, for example, would uh, uh, would um, have difficulty uh, getting sponsors yeah. and funding uh, for their work. Uh, also, of course, there is a cultural aspect to all this, so you would need at least one uh, one anthropologist such as myself, you know, along. Um, and uh, I mean, my, my part of my success, if we want to call it that, uh, has to do with the fact that I... I worked in Indonesia. I've been working in Indonesia since the 1970s. Uh, yeah. So it's <laughs> getting on for 50 you speak years. speak the languages, all yeah, that Yeah, well, that, right? that's exactly right, yeah. And, um, I mean, that's one reason why my work on Flores uh, um, went, uh, uh, I think, as, as smoothly as it did. And I'm talking about my mm-hmm. researches into all kinds of uh, uh, of local matters was because I'd already had the experience of Sumba and I could, you know, speak yeah. uh, knowledgeably about, you know, uh, well, not about Flores Island initially, but about Sumba Island, a neighboring right. island, and, and, and people trust you then, people and in general like that. And, and, and right all this. So, uh, yeah, no, that was a, a tremendous uh, benefit. Is anybody like con- going to continue your work now? Do you have like a protege or anything like that? I don't really. I, as I say, I'm, I'm retired. We're looking for one. And I, <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm taking retirement quite, um, quite, quite seriously. I mean, I'm still, still writing, uh, okay. but I, I don't, of course, have any, uh, uh, any graduate students. Uh, even so, you know, that said, I. I um, it's not impossible, you know, that, that uh, in the future somebody will uh, contact me for assistance who, uh, yeah. you know, wants to, uh, to to do something like that. I've had uh, a number of a number of film producers uh, contact me since the book yeah, uh, came was, out. Uh, um, uh, nothing's come of that yet, and, and my agent tells me that. You know that this is this is typical uh, that um, producers, filmmakers uh, d- do typically have a, a tough time, um, you know, convincing whoever it is, the History Channel or, or uh, National Geographic or oh, right. you know people with the money. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right. This is going to, uh, you know, draw a sufficient audience, which, of course, is that the yeah, line yeah. on these things. Um, but even so, as my, my agent also said that, um, you know, if it happens, it, it, it can often take uh, take years. So, um, you know, it, it, it might uh, it, it might still happen that, that somebody uh, it would take it on. Yeah, I mean, you oh. keep, you know, you get publicity. Somebody, yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, you know, there's like stories of little people all over, like not just in this culture, obviously, you yeah. know, we have stories of leprechauns and all these things. Yeah. But so, but I mean, reading your book, you could see these, a lot of these stories just, they're so similar, you know, they're not like, there's obviously like you mentioned, and you know, you guys should read the book, you know, you'd say about people will embellish a little here and a little there, but you know, that just seems like so many things. It's like, why would they be making up all these things? And, yeah. you know, we triangulate one person said one. So like, like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you, what do you really think? I mean, I think there probably is something there from reading your book. Well, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, that, that's the possibility I, I deal with in the book as one of a number of, of uh, possible explanations for what people told me. Um, and, and I go through uh, quite a number. Uh, well, the first thing I, I do after the introductory chapter and, and after a chapter which gives a general description of what people say uh, the, Lai Ho, uh, the Leo uh, eight men uh, look like. Uh, um, after that, uh, in, in chapter three, I um, confront head on the question of, well, might these just be? You know, imaginary beings, yeah. spirits, spiritual beings. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, or, or, uh, indeed, I mean, Leo and other uh, Flores Islanders do believe we can say uh, in the existence of uh, um, of, of, of spirits, um, and just in, in the way you know, uh, many people around the world uh, also believe in them. Yeah. And, and, you know, they believe in God, you know, <laughs> a, a being that is uh, beyond the natural, the right. natural, yes, yeah, supernatural beings, which, which can't simply be seen like uh, Dwayne Johnson or whoever uh, <laughs> might, might be, uh, might be seen. So, um, you know, and, and what I do in that chapter is I say, well, yeah, there are similarities, certainly, yeah, the small size uh, is one thing, um, but... Um, uh, that there are an awful lot of uh, differences uh, between the way that Leo people describe the Laihoa and the way they describe forest spirits and other, other supernatural uh, uh, yeah. beings whose existence they they recognize. Uh, so, um, and indeed, they themselves say, you know, look, no, these are not spirits; these are different, you know, and, and they themselves yeah. recognize the uh, differences. Also, yeah, they're I, an I, actual I, animal. No, I mean another thing to say is that there's spiritual beings that Flores Islanders uh, uh, recognize, believe in, if you will. Um, they play a part in in their ritual life. The, mm-hmm. These are, are, are beings that, uh, uh, yeah, in, in their indigenous religion, indeed. I mean, these are things that people, you know, either pray to or, or take uh, religious measures to uh, avoid or drive away or uh, what have you, where, where none of that applies to the uh, the Laihoa. I mean, they are all, to all intents and purposes, they're... Um, that they're like uh, um, you know a, a documented uh, natural species. Yeah, of they just think of it as another animal or something that lives in the forest, like a monkey or. A, well, that's right. You know, they, they do find them. Um, yeah, yeah, weird if you like, uncanny, uh, in ways that they don't find most uh, most animals, and a large part of the reason yeah. for that, of course, is. Uh, is is that they uh, they they look so uh, much like humans and yet they're different. Yeah. But so, 
Like, in your opinion, do you think that they're there? I mean, I think you probably do. I don't know. But I don't know if you said it in the yeah. book, your bottom line. <laughs> well, as, as, <laughs> you don't want to go on the record. <laughs> well, I want people to read the book. <laughs> well, yeah, read the book but, then. Uh, we won't uh, say what he thinks. No, I, I'm, I'm good with that. What, what <laughs> Tell me off the offline. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, um, the, the, what I do in the book is I, I look at a number of uh, possible explanations. In fact, all the possible, yeah. you know, general sorts of possible uh, explanations I can think of. And, and uh, uh, I, I come to the conclusion that uh, these things really existing and people, you know, actually a few people actually yeah. seeing them is as good an explanation as any other. And in fact, is, is a, uh, a better explanation. It make, makes more sense than... Uh, than other yeah everybody making it up yeah yeah well uh, it's kind of what we're finding out about aliens now not to get into that but boy there's a lot of stuff in the news now and you're like this is really crazy this seemed like yeah. you know all these people seeing there must be something going on but we're not talking about that right now well I mean, enough, but, you know, <laughs> there's perhaps enough uh, craziness you could say in the world some very serious craziness uh, you know quite apart from uh space aliens or um yeah. Or, you know, um, non-sapiens hominins <laughs> that still exist. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, one needs to keep uh, an open mind uh, and very often, you know, rethink conventional um, conventional yeah. wisdom. The, the recent uh, review, I, I, um, which I think you know from current anthropology, uh, makes makes that point. Well, I mean, I definitely would suggest our listeners to check out this book. And did I miss anything? Is there anything else you wanted to say? I know we've been actually talking for like almost 50 minutes. I would say the, the I, I find the most, uh, dare I say, uh, readable, uh, entertaining parts of the book are, are the local stories from, from yes. people I know. Their names are disguised with uh, uh, pseudonyms. Um, and the details of, of what they told me, and not just what they told me they saw, but how they felt about uh, yeah, what right. they saw, uh, and and so on. And I, um, yeah, no, I mean, if anybody uh, deserves credit for this project, it, it's those, you know, the, the, those high. Yeah, because a lot of them didn't really want to talk about it. They think that you know you'd be crazy, or I know a lot of their wives didn't want them to talk about it. Or so, you know, we don't want any spoilers here. But I really recommend the book because it's very interesting. The stories are great, and you know, it's like anything. Like memory changes. You you know, that's what I remember. Like you're kind of like a detective. You yeah. know, like you're interviewing all these people and then, you know, how a story, you know, memory changes. You remember a lot of them think they had tails. It was a, was a big thing. And then we know that, you know, hominins and hominoids don't have tails. And uh -huh. Sheeps don't have tails. And, you know, one day they say they have a tail and one day they don't. But it doesn't mean that they're lying. That's a lot of the interesting stuff. Uh, no. Uh, well, on that particular point, I um, one thing I do go into uh, in, in Chapter 2 early on is uh, – why they might think they have tails, and I, I yeah, I go into uh, maybe a bit technical for a lot of people, but it, it's uh, really quite simple. Uh, um, uh, Leopi, other Flores Islanders as well, that they uh, they not only do they they think that all animals have tails, whether they're particularly uh, evident or not, but they uh, that they they talk about animals uh, in tales. As I say, if you want to talk about a, a number of horses or a number of oh, uh, right. you know uh, magpies or uh, elephants or, or or anything else, you have to talk about so many tales of horses or 
Right. Oh yeah, and and it goes it, it, even that they as they acknowledge this applies even to uh, things which they say don't have don't have tails. Where as human beings, humans like us are never spoken of uh, in that uh, in that way. Although we do have a little bit of a tailbone as well, as it right as it happens even more than a gibbon, which is a kind of ape. Uh, you know, I was thinking maybe they have a little hair, these animals. Maybe they have a little hair on the bot. Like maybe rather your tailbone is a little bit of hair comes out. And, I could, you know, you're scared and you see this little, what? <laughs> you know, you might think it had a tail. You only see it for a second. Well, that's uh, that, that that's correct as well. But nevertheless, they, they infer that they have tails because, as they say, yeah. they're not humans. They are ultimately animals, even though they're very human-like. And this is yeah. a, another aspect of their culture and uh, the way they, they classify uh, uh, nature, if you uh, if you will. So, so these are all things that have to be, um, you know, considered in, in, in weighing the the, uh, the various uh, various possibilities. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I would say to the listeners, and I would, first of all, thank you for coming on our show today. It was great. I think um, I enjoyed the book. I'm going to finish it. I'm just going to say I was getting through it. I had a crazy week at work, uh-huh. and my daughter was sick. Oh, so I appreciate you rescheduling too. Thank you. And um, keep your Canadian wildfires to yourself, please. Oh, there's <laughs> nothing you can do about that. <laughs> it's funny because the um, it hasn't been bad around here. I mean, we're we're quite close to fires, but uh, uh, because of the direction of the prevailing winds, we we you know we've had a few smoky days, but nothing like. Uh, uh, they had it in in Chicago and uh, um, yeah, where I live. Yeah, where you're in New York State, is it? <laughs> I'm near New York. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is we were just as bad as New York. Yeah, we had some really bad days. Yeah, yeah. No, we. we I remember uh, what about twelve years ago we had it very bad. Yeah, those were fires from the, the neighboring uh, province to the west, British Columbia, but uh, they they blew this way as well. And uh, yeah, so. Um, it's it's not. Uh, it's, yeah. Well. So yeah. Keep those there. You guys. The book is called. Wait. Let me go. So I make sure I say it right. Oh, the name of the book is Between Ape and Human: An Anthropologist on the Trail of a Hidden Hominoid, and it's available in all places. Right. I get it on my Google Play book. Yeah. Um. You could get it on Amazon. I'm sure, and yeah. you could get it on your Kindle. Anywhere you read your books. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actual bookstores are a possibility as well. Actual yeah. bookstores are a possibility. Yeah, indeed. I, I'm I'm not that young. I'm in my 50s, but I do like to read on Google because I, I could take my phone with me or I could take my tablet and I could make notes and I'm into it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so that's where I'm reading it. Okay. So, yeah, well, thank you very much, Gregory Forth, and for being on our show. I will – um, and so check out our Facebook page, please. Check out, Make sure you get Dr. Forth's book. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash fan of history. Thank you very much. Okay, well, thank you.